0: Any advice or opinions offered on this program are meant as general suggestions, not advice specific to an individual child. Any choices that you make regarding your own child are completely at your own discretion. This episode is brought to you by The Recharged Family. The Recharge Family is a service network that focuses on providing free content and resources for parents and educators so that they can better support the kids in their lives who may be struggling in some capacity. The Recharge Family provides a wide variety of multimedia content with their Exhausted Educators podcast, Parents Recharge podcast, and the Recharge Family YouTube channel. They also help individual families through their service-based Holding On To Learning LLC, where they'll meet with you virtually to answer any school-based or outside agency-based questions or just to provide families with some guidance on the next steps to help their child. The good news is, if your family can't pay for this service, you don't pay anything. And even if you can afford it, it's only a donation-based service, so you choose the amount that you'd like to donate. To learn more about the Recharged Family services or to support the Recharged Family mission, go to RechargedFamily.com or follow the Recharged Family on Instagram or Twitter at RechargedFamily. Remember, you can do your part, too, in helping more families and educators get access to the Recharged Family information and resources by subscribing wherever you watch or listen to the Recharged Family content. Isn't it time to get the child in your life back on track with the support that they deserve? You can do that by going to rechargefamily.com. This is a Holding On to Learning LLC production. Hit it! The ideas expressed on this show are not the views of their employer. Besides, if you really want to take advice from this guy, well, you should probably do it at your own risk. You better turn right back around because here comes the short Bob dude from the Parents Recharge Show. What is going on, fellow parents? Thank you for dropping in to the Parents Recharge Show. In this episode... We're going to talk all about ADHD, one of my favorite topics. And there's a reason for that. It's because I am a fellow ADHDer. That's right, yours truly. Except my story is different than a lot of people because I didn't really put it all together until I was really an adult. I had a lot of challenges when I was a kid and I just thought it was just me. But as I got older, I started to realize, hmm, maybe this is out of the ordinary. <laughs> and I started to put the pieces together eventually you know I realized I have ADHD and now we have a house filled with ADHD because I have two children who also have ADHD before we jump any further let me share this with you this is actually going to be an enormous episode so what I've done is we've split it over the next two episodes So you're going to hear all about some characteristics of ADHD in this first portion, and then the next episode to drop is going to be all about the challenges that I've faced and the things that I've learned along the way, and we'll add on some takeaways and helpful tips so that you might have a better idea of how to support kids with ADHD, and also so that you might have a better idea if you think your child might have ADHD themselves. And... To be honest with you, this is something really important to know. It presents itself in a wide variety of ways. In other words, just giving someone the tag ADHD doesn't really define the person, because ADHD looks entirely different for pretty much everybody. It's a neurological disorder, which means that every person, depending on their individual brain, has certain things that... Are maybe hampering them and there may be certain things that are really really helping them in a the strength area We've talked about this plenty of times So even if you have got a disability label It doesn't really define you as far as everybody within that disability has the same characteristics That is not the case at all in my house alone we have a variety of different uh, characteristics of ADHD. I'll dive into that in just a second. But let me back up for a second in case you are not sure. In case you're coming in like from baseline information, you don't know much about ADHD at all. Let me share with you some basic information. So ADHD stands for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. Some people refer to uh, ADD Also, as attention deficit disorder, the difference obviously being the H between the two, the hyperness. However, most people have gotten to the point where we just classify all of it as ADHD. And there's a reason for that. Because what we now know is ADHD in the hyper sense has always been about like someone who externally can show you their hyper, right? If I was in a classroom, it might be a student who's running around the room or just can't sit still. Easy to Easier to identify that student as opposed to what we would previously call ADD, a student who they probably would have just said they just daydream a lot. But now we know because of a lot of brain-based learning and brain-based research is that even students or adults with ADD, they don't necessarily have the hyper characteristic that you would notice externally. They still have hyperness. It's actually in their brain their brain, whether whether you're showing it on the outside or not, is firing 900,000 miles an hour, or at least it feels that way for many individuals with ADHD. So all of that to tell you this, we really just kind of classify it all as ADHD now. Not everybody. I mean, some psychologists and some psychiatrists may still give you a diagnosis of attention deficit disorder if you're not displaying any outward hyperactivity. However, in general, If your child is uh, diagnosed with ADHD, it could be either, you know, it's hyperactivity seen outwardly. It might also be their brain is very hyper. And that's a very common characteristic of a lot of people with ADHD. So for this particular episode, we're talking about ADHD in general. It could really encompass any of those kids, any of those adults who would fall into those categories. I will tell you this, a lot of times parents are very worried that their child has ADHD. I will say that it's very difficult to diagnose. As a parent, you really it's really difficult to do. Educators shouldn't be diagnosing ADHD either. However, what we all do is we look for characteristics and signs of something, right? We allow a psychologist or a psychiatrist to do an actual diagnosis and decide maybe some doing some screening and some testing. To decide whether or not a student or your child has ADHD, but I'll tell you, it is really difficult at a young age to decipher the difference between are they just being a regular kid or are they do they actually exhibit characteristics of ADHD? I think you know by now because if you haven't already, I, I did a whole episode on boys. A lot of times, young boys, it is really hard to understand the difference between. ADHD versus they're just a boy. And a lot of times what we'll find is somewhere around eight or nine years old, you start to see a lot of our boys settle down a little bit more. doesn't mean you're going to get perfection, (laughs) but it's just a little bit easier for them to sit for a little bit longer, concentrate on a task, transition from a task a little bit longer. But in general, you'll start to see at that age Your boys with ADHD, they're still having those challenges. So I will tell you, and we'll get into takeaways towards the end, just have an open ear. If an educator comes to you and says, I think there's some concerns here, that doesn't mean that they're saying your child definitely has ADHD. It's just saying they're concerned about the learning in the classroom, and maybe there's something impacting your child's learning, and it might have to do with attention to tasks. It might have to do with impulsivity. It might have to do with their ability to organize themselves. And we're going to talk about all those things, like characteristics of ADHD, in just a second. So in case you're new to the show, let me just give you a little back so you know why I might actually have a little bit of information on this topic, okay? Besides the fact that I have ADHD myself, and two of my children do as well, I've been working for well beyond 20 years with special education programming. 19 of my first, my first 19 years in education, I was a special education teacher in elementary school. And that was in general education classrooms, like inclusive classrooms, where we had some students with IEPs. It was also in self-contained classrooms. So I've seen a wide variety of populations of students. I've seen a wide variety of like needs of students. I've seen a wide variety of, of disabilities with students, whether it be ADHD, learning disabilities, dyslexia, autism. I've worked with a wide variety of kids through many, many years. And now my job is actually to support those that are working with the kids on a daily basis. So I'm still doing this work. All of that said, I don't know everything about every child. That's not how this works. Your child is unique. That's what makes them amazing. Their brain is unique. That's what makes them amazing. But that also makes this very difficult because some of the best advice I give to parents and educators is to make sure that you know that individual child. It's really tough. And eventually, we want that individual child to know themselves. Again, really tough. That can make make this really hard. So we look at the characteristics and we decide, you know, is this a characteristic of ADHD? There's a lot of characteristics of ADHD, And everybody's got some of them, some of the time. However, an individual with ADHD has quite a few of those characteristics, a vast majority of the time. So, how do you know if a child has ADHD? Again, I'll say you don't. You don't. You look at those characteristics. If you feel like you're concerned that maybe your child has ADHD, then you reach out for help. You start with maybe your family physician or in some cases, depending on the state, maybe you can go directly to a psychologist or a psychiatrist. But keep in mind, if at any point your child might need medicine for ADHD, they're either going to need one of two things. You're going to need to take them to a psychiatrist because a psychiatrist, if they're diagnosed, can also prescribe medicine. Or you need your physician to team up with a psychologist, where a psychologist can give a diagnosis And the physician can then prescribe the medicine because a psychologist cannot prescribe medicine. That's kind of how that works. But I'm here to tell you, medicine isn't the only way to help kids with ADHD. If you're worried that your child might have ADHD, number one, this is not the end of the world. There are so many awesome things about the ADHD brain. I'm going to get into those in a minute. Yes, there are plenty of challenges, plenty of challenges that come with the ADHD brain. But... There are really, really good things. And so I say that because there are a lot of things that can happen to help your child that don't involve medicine. Not every child that's diagnosed with ADHD takes medicine, takes a stimulant, takes any... There's multiple kinds of medicines. I'm not going to get into that in this episode. I'm just going to tell you there are a variety of ways to treat a child with ADHD, and it does not all involve medicine. A lot of it involves understanding the individual. So in order to understand the individual, you probably need to know what you're looking for. So let's start there. So what are some basic, what's some basic information about attention deficit hyperactivity disorder? Also could be just ADD. Again, I say it could be attention deficit disorder. We usually just classify it all ADHD anymore, but just keep that in mind. So here's a few things to think about when it comes to challenges related to ADHD. Some of these you probably know, some of these you might not know. Like for example, did you know it can be very challenging for some kids with ADHD to transition? Think about a lot of our boys. It's the same for girls age the ADHD too, but a lot of our boys who are video gamers and then they're playing and they're getting constant stimulation. And then you're like, hey, it's time for dinner. Get off your game. All of a sudden, they like morph into this beast. (laughs) This doesn't always happen, but maybe it does for your kid, right? They don't want to pull away from what they're doing. They are engrossed in it. They do not want to transition away. That is definitely a characteristic of ADHD. That's not to say that if your child loves video games and doesn't want to get off, that they have ADHD. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying this is one of many characteristics of ADHD, that can be very challenging for kids. Because you think about like in a classroom, what happens in a classroom, you're transitioning through things constantly. And if they struggle moving from one thing to another, that takes a lot of work. You have to work with the kid individually to be able to help them through to get them ready. There's also things that educators can do to help students with this, whether it be help them with timers or just give them like two minute warnings or add in music to build in between transitions of certain activities setting a schedule, there's a lot of things educators can do to help your child with ADHD if they struggle with transitioning. I'm also going to slide in beyond transitioning, this is a strength but it's also a it can be a negative. Most people think ADHD it means you can't focus. It's actually that is not true. The it's the opposite. It means if you have ADHD, you focus on everything. You take in a lot of things. But there's one piece that most people do not realize is a very common characteristic for a lot of people with ADHD. It's a superpower, but it's also a hindrance too. It's called hyperfocusing, And if you have someone who has ADHD and the ability to hyperfocus, it means they can block out the world and focus on whatever it is they're doing. In other words... The world's the, the building could be crumbling, the world could be falling down around them, and they're still focusing on whatever task it is they're doing. Believe it or not, that's a characteristic of ADHD that a lot of people don't realize. Hyper focusing is legit, it can be an awesome superpower. However, if you combine that with a child with ADHD who struggles with transitioning, You could get some fireworks (laughs) when you ask them to do some stuff that they really don't want to do because they don't want to transition from something they are totally engrossed in. So keep that in mind as well. Here's some other challenges that I want to share with you. A couple obvious ones that you probably are well aware of. Many kids with ADHD have a hard time staying on task, meaning they have a hard time starting tasks, they have a hard time uh, keeping the stamina to get through tasks, and they have a hard time finishing tasks. Completion of tasks in general can be a real challenge, and that is kind of layered with what we would call executive functioning skills, organization, because many people with ADHD struggle with organization. They struggle with finding an organizational system. They struggle with sticking to an organizational system. They struggle with executive functioning in general. In other words, how I organize my life. A lot of adults with ADHD struggle with some small organizational things like getting to work on time, filing papers, paying bills on time. All these kinds of things that involve organization can be a real challenge. Here's a couple of other things that you probably aren't aware of when it comes to ADHD. These are characteristics that a lot of people just don't don't really understand or don't realize that are very common. One, anxiety. A lot of individuals with ADHD have anxiety, and many times it is coupled with a feeling or a sense of of being overwhelmed with certain things. So if someone, to try to paint a picture for you, if someone without ADHD has a lot to do, they might be able to talk themselves into, it's called self-regulation, that self-talk, talk themselves into tackling all of this because... I've got all these to do. I better start on this list. However, many individuals with anxiety or many individuals with ADHD or many individuals with ADHD and anxiety, when they get to the point where they've got a lot to do and they feel overwhelmed, instead of tackling one thing, they might not tackle any of it. One of the strengths is you can kind of departmentalize in your brain and be like, I'm not thinking about that right now. However that comes with a hindrance because if it's something I need to get done and I'm not thinking about, I'm purposely not thinking about that because I'm overwhelmed, it's not going to get done. So you can see where that's an absolute challenge. And then we get to a big one that some people do know about. If you have a child with ADHD and they fall into this specific characteristic category, you will know exactly what I'm talking about. Emotional regulation. Some individuals with ADHD really struggle with emotional regulation. By that, I mean just a really hard time uh, keeping control or understanding their emotions. And in many cases, it might come out in ways that look offensive to people. A teacher at school tries to push a student a little too hard and they have ADHD and they struggle with emotional regulation. They may pop off and say something they shouldn't or they may have a meltdown or they may give it a a behavior that is not desired in the classroom, and then you get a phone call from the teacher. Those kinds of things happen. At home, it might be, I kind of alluded to this this already, right? Like, I can't transition. I'm hyper-focused. What do I do? I melt down, or I get angry, or I get frustrated. Emotional regulation, it just is the term for all of our emotions and being able to keep them in check. And nobody keeps your emotions in check all the time. However, individuals with ADHD, kids with ADHD may struggle with regulating their emotions. That's a real challenge that a lot of kids with ADHD have. Finally, and this is not the last of the list, the char- number, the amount of characteristics involved with ADHD is an enormous list. I'm just kind of hitting some of the main ones for you. But this is one that, again, some people don't realize. A lot of kids with ADHD ha- also have sensory challenges. And by that, I mean certain sounds are too loud, or they don't like the way some things feel. So in some cases, a psychologist or psychiatrist may have a difficult time understanding the difference between a child with ADHD versus a child with mild autism, because there's some very similar characteristics between the two. And so ADHD, though, some of our kids do have sensory challenges, and that might be I don't like my jeans too, too tight. Like I can't handle that sensation. Or, or it might be I have very sensitive ears. And when things are too loud, I can't handle that noise. And it feels like my brain is going to implode. Going along again with that builds my frustration and emotional regulation. There are a lot of challenges that go along with ADHD. If your child, if you're concerned that your child has ADHD, I get it. It is not an easy process. I'm not going to tell you that life with ADHD is easy. However, I am going to tell you it is not a bad thing for your child to be diagnosed with ADHD. I will tell you this. There are absolutely some super amazing powers that come with having an ADHD brain and let me share some of those things with you and some of these things actually go back to what i was just talking about because they can be viewed as a negative but they could also be viewed as a positive Hyperfocus, for example if you have the ability to just lock in and work on something and everything else in your life gets blocked out think of the amount of work you can get done to be honest with you it's maybe the number one reason why I'm able to have multiple podcasts and a couple side businesses. It's because I can take a block of time, usually many times after my whole family's gone to bed, and I can lock in. Eventually, I have to come up for air and pull myself away. And for me, sometimes that means setting a timer to remind me I'm only giving myself this amount of time. But it is definitely a power that I have As an individual with ADHD, and many, many of our kids do too, you get them locked in on something and they can fully focus. Now, here's the difference between me as an adult versus a child with ADHD they're probably not focused, like hyper focusing on their schoolwork. You know why? It's not going to be the most motivating thing for them. You usually hyper focus on stuff you're into, that's how it works. That's why it, a lot of kids with ADHD, if they're into video games, they are all in. The hyper-focus characteristic is usually involved with something they're absolutely interested in. They're really motivated towards. Here's a couple other characteristics that you, you might want to keep in mind. as Absolute strengths. The engine. This could be a negative because if you've got the hyper piece of ADHD, the external hyper piece that doesn't necessarily look great in a classroom sometimes because you have a hard time sitting you have a hard time sustaining your focus on one specific thing it's just a difficult it's difficult taking an individual who has that characteristic and sitting through a modern day classroom unfortunately however as that person gets older they start to realize this engine it's actually a good thing i can go and i can go longer than most people than most people can I actually know a guy who I feel like he does 500,000 things before people do 10. And he has, he has used his, his characteristic of an, his strong engine to his absolute strength. So that can be a negative. But in many cases, as an individual with ADHD, they get older and older. It turns into an absolute beast of a strength that you can utilize to help you to get more stuff done. Here's something else. Creative skills are another part of a lot of ADHD brains. A lot of people don't realize this either. If you if you take 2 seconds, go into Google and type in famous people with ADHD, you're going to get an enormous list and a lot of them are going to be creative minds, artists, musicians, content creators, YouTubers, you get the idea. People who have to use the creative portions of their brain, you see, here's the thing. It is a neurological disorder, but the part of the brain that fires really hard for a lot of people with ADHD is the creative part. That piece of their brain is like going constantly. That's not every child with ADHD, but it's a lot of them. And when we say creativity, it doesn't always look the same. Like I didn't even know I was creative until I became an adult. Because most people think of creativity, they think, well, are you artistic? And I really can hardly even draw a stick figure, right? So how could that be me? Well, what I end up learning was there are some parts of my brain that are actually creative. Henceforth, I used those to create a couple podcasts, right? So there are definitely a lot of areas of creativity that you could find inside the ADHD brain. Another strength, would probably be social skills. Not far from the creativity portion of your brain is this other portion that allows someone to be extra social. A lot of people with ADHD, they have a lot of extra energy and you can sometimes foster itself into being a very social person. An example I always have was a guy I knew in college who had ADHD and was Probably, he would tell you this, he was an awful student. He barely got through college, but you know what he was really good at? Being a good dude. Everybody wanted to be around. Everybody wanted to be around him. He was great at at the social thing. He was good at hanging out, hanging out with friends, going to whatever. He was the life of the party kind of person. And you know what? He ended up fostering that into an amazing business career. Because that's an awesome strength to have as a salesperson. If you're a people person and you're really good at so, like social events and you're really good at talking with people and telling jokes and utilizing humor, and you can see where that could be an absolute positive. Again, that could also be a negative in a classroom, depending on the teacher you get. From my own personal experience in my elementary school years, I had some teachers who did not enjoy my humor at all. And I had some who really liked it and embraced it. And I love them for it. So it's a two-edged sword, but the ability to have those extra social skills can be super powerful for a lot of kids as they get older. One other characteristic that I want to share with you kind of goes back to what I said earlier in that ADHD doesn't mean that you can't focus. It means that you focus on everything. There's the strength there. And the strength is you notice things that a lot of people don't. There are actually a lot of firefighters, a lot of detectives who would be considered individuals with an ADHD brain. And they have used it because they're able to use it for investigative purposes. I go into, I go into a house that's on fire and I'm seeing all kinds of things as opposed to just seeing the fire, right? I, if I'm a detective or a police officer trying to investigate a case, I walk into a place where there was a crime and I'm seeing all kinds of things as opposed to just seeing something that's right in front of me and noticing one thing. So that is a, another characteristic that a lot of people don't talk about, but it is definitely true. And it can be a strength. So, again, it doesn't always fit into a classroom really well if you're easily distracted because you're noticing all kinds of things. From my, I'll tell you from my experience, that does not help me as a person driving down the road I am easily distracted by something out of the corner of my eye. Oh, I always want to look, right? I've had to train myself. Don't look, don't look, don't look. I'm sure it's amazing, whatever that is over there, but I got to focus because I'm a driver, right? So you can actually work your brain to the point where you can you can um, overcome some of those negative parts of it, but it is definitely, it can hamper you, but it also can be an absolute strength. So to come back again to what we were talking about before, all of this, whether your child is diagnosed with an ADHD diagnosis or not, it's all about understanding your individual child. Should you go out and maybe read read material about ADHD with characteristics? Absolutely. Gather as much information as you can. However, keep in mind, everybody's different. And even if my child has ADHD and my nephew has ADHD and my cousin's child has ADHD, it doesn't look the same in all of them. Again, in our house, what I have as ADHD is far different than what my daughter and what my son have. They have similar characteristics as as me, but they do not have the same. It presents itself differently. And I'm going to share with you in this next segment, in the recharge segment, some of my glaring challenges that I've learned about myself growing up whether it be dealing with impulsivity or dealing with working memory and by the way working memory is legit like I I should should have thrown that in as a, as a, a definite that can be definitely a challenge working memory meaning like the ability to remember stuff and so from my end that's an ultra challenge trying to remember I can forget something everybody forgets stuff But the ADHD brain can forget it even easier, right? So somebody could have told me something five seconds ago. I think about something else and I've automatically forgotten what you just told me five seconds ago. That's not an actual typical brain. That would very much be an ADHD brain. It falls into the working memory category. So I'm going to share some of those pieces of information about me specifically And how ADHD presents itself, I'm going to be real vulnerable and share all kinds of, you know, a whole list of my struggles internally in my brain. I'm going to share those with you and how it presents itself in some really weird fashions. But before jumping into that, I want to share this one last piece with you, just a general comment. If you have a child that's diagnosed with ADHD, it's not always a bad thing. Yes, it can be a challenge. But it also, and if you look back at some of our other episodes, 504s, IEPs, uh, even way back to one of our first episodes talking about individual strengths and areas of concerns for, for kids, if your child's diagnosed, we can set up a 504 plan in a school. We can set up an IEP if they qualify for that. And that just means we can set up accommodations and supports specific to your individual child in school that will help them. But that's not going to happen. That can't happen, at least to the level of a a full individual plan, unless there's a diagnosis. So there are some good things that come along with having a child that actually gets diagnosed. So keep that in mind. Thanks so much for listening to this first part of the episode. The next part, part two, will drop in two weeks. And again, it's going to be all about my personal challenges with ADHD and things that I've learned along the way and we'll dive into some helpful tips. In the meantime, I hope you take care of yourself, ladies and gentlemen, so you can take care of your kids. Have a great one. We'll see you again soon. Matter of fact, the only thing I do know is that most of the time I don't know. Dad, you're super cringy. Is your nine or 10 year old already starting to fill out their application for Harvard, Yale, or Oxford? Parenting is just flat-out messy sometimes. If you happen to like this stuff from The Short Bald Dude, new episodes drop every other Thursday. Be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. If you think he's halfway decent, you can also rate and review. You can also send him some feedback, too, if you email him at rechargecommunity at gmail.com. You can share ideas on future topics or just yell at him for his horrible sense of humor. We do it all the time. Thanks for listening. Have a great day. We'd like to give a shout out to Kevin McLeod for the use of his music. You can check out his information in the show notes below.